0: This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the September 19th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Try as they might, the San Francisco 49ers could not trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo was their sometimes injured, good but not great quarterback. The 49ers' plan was to turn the quarterback duties over to their second-year first-round draft pick, Trey Lance. By first-round pick, I mean they traded three first-round picks so they could select Trey Lance at number three. Since the 49ers could not find a suitable draft partner, probably because teams thought they would release Garoppolo, they kept him, but on a revised contract at a much lower cost, but with significant playing time incentives. At the start of Game 2 of this season, Trey Lance suffered an injury that may keep him out the rest of the season. Garoppolo came in, won the game, and will earn a $350,000 bonus for this game alone. Sometimes things work out, except for Trey Lance. Joe Biden's approval numbers are staying in the mediocre range. Hurricane Fiona hit Puerto Rico with sustained winds of 85 miles per hour. I assume that is a Category 1. Fred Francie made it cool to find a drinkable, inexpensive wine. His most iconic offering was two-buck chuck. Fred died at the age of 79. Putin says he may back out of the grain deal that allows Ukraine to export grain because not enough of the grain is going to the poor. A quick read suggests that Putin is lying. Saying Putin is lying is like saying Trump is bragging. Yeah, we know. Indian and Chinese leaders expressed concerns to Putin over Ukraine, and Putin said he understands. That is what went on in public. In private, I'm guessing more direct words were spoken. Hopefully something like, this war has to end soon. Makes me wonder if Putin may finally try to deal. That might fit with the grain deal threat that I just mentioned, so he can get some leverage out after the military defeats he has suffered. And Europe is showing real backbone on Ukrainian policy and preparing for a winter without Russian energy supplies. I'm sure Putin was hoping that Europe would waver. So maybe, just maybe, the end is near. This is not the first time I've beat that drum. Moving on. Historically, the United States has been purposely vague on what we would do if China invaded Taiwan. Recently, President Biden said again that the United States would use force to defend Taiwan if China invaded, by forcing soldiers. Will the White House walk that back like they have in the past or let it stand? A policy of ambiguity only works if you reasonably make others believe you may do something, but are quiet on what you would actually do. This is not the first time this issue has come up, so the Biden policy seems to be that of an old man who can't remember what he wants to order for breakfast and holds up at the line at McDonald's. Except that people could die. I linked to an article uh, by David Axe that suggests that while COVID is not as deadly as it was, Due to the vaccine and the fact that many may be getting it for the second time, around 19% of folks who get COVID per the CDC will suffer from long COVID. Lingering confusion, fatigue, heart and stomach problems, etc. Separately, I read this weekend that they are looking at those who never got COVID or never suffered symptoms to see what they can learn. Good idea. Thinking about COVID caused me to ask, where are we now? I checked how many Americans are dying a day. It currently is averaged 391 per day, over 1,000 U.S. deaths every three days. And unlike any time since early 2020, the graph seems steady and has been since early May 2022. For most of the previous two years, the death rate was significantly higher, But plateauing between the high 200s and low 400s worries me that this is the new normal. According to the linked Washington Examiner article by Jenny Goldsberry, New York City Mayor Eric Adams says that homeless shelters in New York are at a breaking point, partly because of 11,000 immigrants that have arrived since May. 2,500 were bused there by the governor of Texas. They quote the mayor as saying, Quote, our legal team is looking at legal challenges uh, we could do with Texas. We believe there are some options we we have because when you involuntarily place someone on a bus, we believe that actually skates the law. We're not leaving any stones unturned to make sure that New York, New Yorkers are not being treated in an unfair way, end quote. I'm not sure what the mayor of New York City means by involuntarily, but I do find it a hoot that sanctuary cities have an issue with states overrun by illegal immigrants facilitating transportation to the sanctuary cities. What is not hoot-worthy is that liberals seem to applaud the migrant caravans that travel through Central America and Mexico to reach our border. In that case, providing buses was good to help people get to the United States. Just not too far into the United States. That would be bad. Immigration is a serious issue, and I am uh, solidly in favor of legal immigration. I have never opined on the correct number of folks to let in each year. I have no framework to decide that number. But our lack of system that encourages people to uproot and risk their lives to come here and then live in the shadows while our government then spends billions of dollars in the courts is just stupid. I did not create this saying, but I like it. We should have tall fences and wide doors. It also reminds me that Joe Biden could have a sister soldier moment. I googled the name to get the spelling correct and found there's a Wikipedia entry on the idea of a sister soldier moment and that some recommended that Biden have that moment over the Kenosha riots saying he should call for a stop to the violence. That was back in 2020. Oh, what a good idea that might have been. Getting back to a sister soldier moment, it is when a politician takes on an extremist in their own party, which is what Bill Clinton did in 1992. Biden could use immigration to sweep his party to victory in the midterms if he worked to get liberals to stop the facilitation of illegal immigration, did a bit with border security, and worked hard to make the immigrants' lives better. Something for all. But what did sister soldier say, you might ask? Her comments, I think, were part of a discussion on black of black-on-white violence in the 1992 L.A. riots. Per Wikipedia, an article in the Washington Post by David Mills says she was asked, quote, even the people themselves who were perpetrating that violence, did they think that was wise? Was that a wise, reasoned action? End quote. She allegedly responded, quote, Yeah, it was wise. I mean, if black people kill black people every day, why not have a week and kill white people? White people, this government and the mayor, were well aware of the fact that black people were dying every day in Los Angeles under gang violence. So if you're a gang member and you would normally be killing somebody, why not kill a white person? Do you think that somebody thinks the white people are better, are above and beyond dying, when they would kill their own kind? End quote. Bill Clinton came out against her statement and said if you switch black and white, you would have thought the Ku Klux Klan leader made those comments. By the way, the article suggests that Jesse Jackson defended Sister Soldier and criticized Bill Clinton for his comments. I linked to a Joe Concha article in The Hill titled, Why Has Fact-Checking Disappeared Under Biden? For an example, the author mentions that Daniel Dale is a fact-checker at CNN and that in the 16 months prior to November 2020, he, quote, appeared or was mentioned on CNN more than once per day, on average, according to Mediate, end quote. Now, per Joe Concha, Daniel Dale is quiet with no fact check since June. Yeah, I'm a homer for Republicans, and I bring up these things to show the media is unfair. I'm not saying it has to be totally fair. We should have some kind of governmental oversight board on misinformation. Ooh, almost forgot. Under Biden Homeland Security, they tried to create that. I do want people to be aware that news has agenda and fair-minded phrases like fact-check are not what they seem to be. Speaking of fact-checking, remember when fact-checkers in the spring of 2020 fact-checked Trump's assertion that we would have a vaccine by the end of the year? They fact-checked a prediction and found it very likely wrong and possibly lying. Throw those comments on the opinion page. When the gobbledygook media calls them fact checks, they are admitting that fact checks are just another way of pushing their agenda. By the way, we did have the vaccine by the end of the year. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.